And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. How's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Parish Pump Podcast. This is a unique episode. We have an unbelievable interview with Kelvin Akpalu, and I'm sharing the stage with Grace and Tala, and we're interviewing Kelvin about his experiences within the No Hate Speech movement. So well worth your time. I hope you enjoy it. How's it going, everyone? Good, good. I'm going to say good morning because it is, it's morning for some of us, it's afternoon for others, but um, welcome uh, to this a very special interview that we have this morning with Kelvin Akpalu. So for me, I've known Kelvin, I know Kelvin more than, than the other. So I'm going to do a little intro and we, yeah. as people know, we are trying to build something here in Bray uh, with, with, within Be Well, and it's uh, No Hate, Be Well. And we've been doing stuff over a number of weeks now. And I know on day one that we launched, Kelvin spotted us on Instagram and he was our first follower. Um, which is which was a sign, I think, maybe a sign. Um, yeah. But I know that. So for me, Kelvin is an artist. He's an activist. He's an advocate. He's a compassionate man. He's a courageous man, and he's a lot of stories to share. Um, and in particular, he was around um, back when when the no hate speech movement began in Ireland. So we thought, um, as we tried to ca- take the the torch. And carry on that work and we felt it would be really interesting to have kelvin come in he's been on a journey since then i can testify to that but i don't know as much uh, the, uh obviously as he would about that journey but i think there's something worth sharing so we've prepared questions and we're going to just land them on kelvin and hopefully have uh, a conversation and we are certainly going to learn from it and we hope that everyone else um gets to learn from it too so tala has the first question yeah um, so, Calvin, would you be able to tell us about your first contact with the No Hate speech? So, why did you get involved? How did you get involved? And what did you do within it? Oh, okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Kelvin. Kelvin, I'm proud um, And um, so, for your question, um, also, Dermot, thank you for the introduction. I, I feel so special. <laughs> um, for the question, um, the No Hate Speech Movement, the first time I heard about it and um, or I knew about it was in 2016. I remember, I think June the 1st. I remember this very well, 2016. And when I first heard about it, it was through an email. I got an email from one of my mentors um, through Arts, and they said to me, Kelvin, the National Youth Council of Ireland is looking for a young person that is a dancer. To, to represent Ireland and the No His Speech, to be a No His Speech movement ambassador to represent Ireland either in Greece or in Serbia. And for me, um, I, as I said, I had no clue, but I was so excited because the two main words I really loved in that email was represent Ireland and an ambassador. You know, it's like, oh my God. And um, I, after I did my research and I applied, um, the research, basically what it, it represents, really represents me also. And um, tackling hate speech, and it was something I was working towards it before I met it. But I didn't know the platform. I didn't know where it, I can elevate myself. Now I was only doing it in the community. So how can I get my voice out there even more? So when it presented itself for me, it was an opportunity that I really wanted to take. And um, when I when I had my interview, 
with um, with Eister and Eister, who is also who is the um, assistant um, coordinator for No Speech Movement in Ireland, and she explained even well for me, and I fell in love with it. Um, my first time, also, I remember these days very well because it was my first time after getting my Irish citizenship in 2014, leaving the country. So I was leaving the country not for holidays, but for something that I'm really passionate about to make a change and something different that I've never seen. So when I got to the country, I got to go was Serbia and it was super interesting because one, I was the only black person in the country, um, like in the, in, the, in the area and in the project. And it was super interesting to see that the people were, it was very fascinating for the people to see me because they were taking photos and I enjoyed it. Like, they want to call me and say, oh, come on, come on, my friend, come on, my friend. And I felt like a celebrity because it's something <laughs> I've, never, I've never experienced. And um, also seeing young people really using art to actually tackle the social issue, both online and offline, was something that was super, super incredible because it's, the movement is also, was not like you have um, youth workers or organizations saying, um, do this, do that. It's basically for the young people to use what they are, their artistic or their talent to actually use it to tackle the issues that, um, that they are really into and wants to make a change. And that was something that for me, I really love because it gives you that freedom to be free to express yourself rather than being feeling restricted in doing certain things that you might not be able to do. So um, this is how I got into it. And this is how, um, what I did when I was in it in the beginning, but now I've done a lot more, but in the beginning and um, how I'm kind of like still passionate about it. And when you came back to Ireland then, what yeah. happened after that? Was it just, was there more to do? Oh, um, when I came back to Ireland, I was super inspired. Um, I was super inspired because that kind of like triggered um, something inside me that, okay, now I want to be part of more in the community um, and really, really focus because 2000, to be honest, I, I am a spoken word artist and the first spoken word piece that I wrote was about no hate speech movement um and because i never knew because when i went there i met i will i counted myself as a rapper at the time yo everybody wanted to be a rapper um but when i came back and i met the young people there that also because we had young people that was using rapping to tackle the issue um writing no hate speech movement song and i bond with them and i came back it gave me a new perspective on how i see rap music and how I don't want to be involved in rap music again, but rather spoken word because the the ideology now in rap music that I knew before, uh, now is different from what I knew before because the people that I like, Biggie, Tupac, they, Tupac was using it to as a form of to tackle issue, but now it's all about talking about money and girls and everything. So I didn't want to be part of it. And it transformed me into discovering spoken word peace. And then that was when I started writing um, my my journey of spoken word started kind of like coming from and So I really, when I came to Ireland, I was super inspired to do new things to to really get my voice to be heard because now I found the platform or the people that will push me to, to get to where I want to go. That's deadly. And, and it moves, it kind of helps me with the question that I was going to ask next and it kind of flows nicely because 
I've seen you perform over the years and, and I've seen videos, I've seen you live. Um, and yeah, for me, some very kind of powerful and personal stories in there, Kelvin, from your performances. And I know that you're a choreographer as well. So it's, it's not just about uh, Kelvin and his performances. You work with other young people, you bring them uh, through a process. Um, and, and it really stands out to me that every time I've seen you perform, there's been an underlying story, sometimes your story, or sometimes stories that you have acquired uh, over time or experiences that you've had. Uh, so how important is it? So if we're, if we're transmitting messages about no hate, how important is it that, that they're done through stories in, in creative ways for you? Um, it's, it's an amazing question. And I, I really like, stories um for me as a child in africa i've always been involved in listening to stories or wanting to tell stories like my grandmother started with me so for me with we're using stories to to talk about an issue is something that is super super important and it's it makes it gives a character to to what you're trying to say and it makes it personal you know it, it, it and and i feel like in in the world people relate more to things that is a bit more personal, you know? So for example, um, I've done a lot of performances and um, and I've, all of them comes with different experience or impact that it had. But two, if I can take two out of those um, performances that I've done or places, events that I've been part of, um, one is in 2017, June, November, November 23rd. I remember this day very well because it was the Young Boy, uh, no, it was Youth Summit in Aviva Stadium. And um, it was about migration. And um, I remember we, I created a dance piece with a group of young people and we had to perform. But at the same time, part of the performance, each young people, we had to write a spoken word. And the spoken word piece was related to a country that we are supposed to we feel about my um, to talk about to help the issue of migration, and the country that I chose was Syria. And um, the amazing, the reason why I chose Syria was um, because I've I've already been to I've been to, I've met Syrians, and my girlfriend, my ex girlfriend, was a Syrian, and um, and at the same time, I really wanted to showcase the beauty of Syria rather than how we see it now, and how it was so impactful and the way the story came about was when i finished performing like i was talking about syria and everything and when i finished performing the aim of me was to educate people to really accept people and not to accept migrants and not to discriminate or say go back to your country or anything and put ourselves in their shoes but the most incredible thing that happened was after the performance going on the elevator in the river stadium and i see behind me the there were syrians there and and the syrians there that were there was in two generations you have like the the mothers the the grandmothers and all of them and then the children and the ones behind me was their grandparents and then the mothers and and they stopped me and then i they said to me we want to say thank you to what you said about our country and um, you, you like you made our country precious. You made, and then I was I, I couldn't say nothing. All I could say was thank you for accepting my words. And after the event too, you see the 
young, their children also come to me and asking me, thank you so much for what you said about our country. Um, we've never heard heard like this before. And it really moved me. I wrote the story, I wrote the spoken word in the form of a story by, because me being, I went to Lebanon, so I was around young people and I was around Syrians. I was in the refugee camps working with young people that are in the room. So I really listened to their stories and, and also put myself in their shoes and see how relatable my story and their story is. And then through that, I was able to put down a piece that people can relate to, not just people of that are in Ireland, but the people that they are also are from that country to relate to. And that was one of the most amazing ways of, for me, how a piece of work can really connect. And the second one very quickly was when in 2006, 16 itself, um, I was before, just before I went to uh, um, Serbia and um, what happened was I was working on a piece about racism with young people in, in Adamstown. And um, um, the topic, uh, the racism I was, it was every single young person telling their experience, how they have experienced racism in Ireland. And um, they were sharing it so deep. And then when we put all of them together as a performance piece, we were, support, we were going to perform it in the festival. And this piece in the theater, majority is Irish um, and white Irish. And it's, it's mostly from the 30s, 40s going up that comes to the theater. And the children were scared. They were very terrified because the question was, is Ireland racist? Like, hey, Irish, Ireland is racist. And they, they, they were scared by Kelvin. We don't know what we're going to happen. We, we don't know if we want to perform. Even when they were going to mention their names, I was like, you know what? Let's go. We can do it. You guys, I trust you. Um, whatever happens, we are here. We will make sure nothing bad happens to you. And when they went to perform, the reaction they were expecting was totally different because the people stood up, clap, um, meeting the young people and asking them, that, wow, thank you, you inspired us, you did. It was some a place of where I realized that stories are super important by listening to the people, listening to each individual and also your story too, sharing your stories among them and putting them as a piece you you and creating a character for it you um you have the chance to impact the people really really more so the importance of storytelling is super important that, that is why when we are children when our grandchildren our grandparents are telling us stories we are so um focused and listening and the stories that they tell us stay with us for a very long time and that is the kind of like way that i use to also to to do my work and so it sounds like kelvin before i pass on to grace that <clears throat> it's it's as important to be real in your storytelling than to think about the impact or yeah. the reaction. So it sounds like you get sometimes there's unexpected reactions or you try to you want to have a certain impact, but it's important to be real in your storytelling. And even if the impact might not be you, you hope for a positive impact, sometimes yeah. it's amazing. Some, but is, is that fair to say that that the truth telling is as important as what you hope the impact will be? Yes, yes, because in, 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 in everything that you do, you expect that, oh, I want to have this impact. But, but, but that, that impact that you are is a hope. So it could happen or it could not happen. 
so you have to make sure that before, before you have to make sure that you have something strong in front of you and not focus too much on the impact so there's something strong is in front of you is really telling the story um being real because that is the only way you're going to have an impact you know so if you're being real with them because people want people want to relate people like to relate you know so oh i related to that story oh oh my god that really touched my heart you know that's because you are real but if you're not real you you might get you might get the impact maybe that maybe you want but you might not really have you might not really get people um to connect you want connection more than impact like you won't be able to connect with what you're saying and then from that connection the impact will grow or will come out of it so this is like totally right being real is the most important thing i have it hi calvin hello grace <laughs> i'm so lucky because i guess i've had the privilege of being there for some of your performances at the youth summit and others and like i can absolutely attest to the fact that it goes straight to the heart and and it's kind of one of those things that when you're on the bus home you're like thinking back over the performances going wow like so you can't so it's not just in the moment that the connection happens but i think it's afterwards as well the kind of energy yeah. Um, and and the, so so I so appreciate that. And thank you. Besides the the humanity of the story sharing and the connection and the feelings and the positivity, there's also learning yeah. in the stories that you share and, and in your pieces. And that's something that I was thinking when we were going to have a chat with you. Like, what what do I, what what do I need to know from you? And um, that maybe I need to then teach others. And one of the one of the the places to start is. In terms of hate speech, do you think it's important to be clear on what that is? But and and if so, like what is it? So I think there's some confusion over what 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 is it? We're talking about hate speech and trying to combat it, but do we even know what it is? And do you think that's important? Yeah, um, thank you. I like I like this question, and because this question is something that in my journey of no hate speech movement now is called no hate speech network. Um, um, it has come up a lot because every country seems to have a whole different definition for it. Um, but in general, um, and according to the European um, European Commission or European Council and um, national, um, I said national, the United Nations kind of like way of if you look at both of them, what you're trying to say. Um, for me, before I answer like the definition, I'll just say it's super important to actually have the definition for it and to differentiate. Um, one of the problems in my journeys we have come to encounter and still encountering is people seems to don't know the difference between hate speech and freedom of speech. That is the where the battle comes from. Because people always say that, okay, I have my I have my right to say whatever I want to say. It's, it's in the United Declaration of Human Rights, you know, Article 19 says I can say everything I want without any censorship, you know, but they don't know what hate speech is, you know. So for me, what hate speech is basically any words, um, any, any words, speech or behavior that kind of like discriminate against a person um, for who they are, either their religion, their ethnicity, their um the agenda any form of way but targeting a person or a group 
And then hate speech is, um, and, and that is that's what hate speech is. So targeting a group or person um, based on their ethnicity or where they come from and everything. And then if you also look at um, freedom of speech, freedom of speech is um, having the the right to the um, to express yourself, you know, without any censorship from the government or nothing. So these two is super super is super close. You know, but at the same time, it's not the same. I use hate speech um, in a form of action. I use, I describe hate speech as, for example, this is your, this is your face, and and this is this is my face. So, this is a person, and this face is my freedom of speech. So I can say whatever I want, whatever I want, whatever I want. But when my words is now touching just the tip of the nose of 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 somebody, that becomes a hate speech. You know, so that because now your words is affecting or is targeted to somebody, and that is why I see hate speech. So I describe it more in that kind of like way, like when it touches, when your words is touching somebody and it's affecting somebody or a group, that is a hate speech. And this is how I kind of like explain it. And um, I really, I think that people find it difficult to actually explain it really well because of the freedom of speech and hate speech. I feel like we're going to use that now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kelvin. Um, so, Kelvin, what, what was it difficult, or how do you find it kind of balancing like study, work, family, your hobbies, and stuff like that? Like, do you feel pressure to be, you know, practicing activism 100% all the time, or how? What's your thoughts on that? Okay, um, I like this one too because it's is something that I I experienced it from beginning from even the moment to till now I'm still experiencing it a little bit. Um, it's really difficult. It's difficult when, um, especially also when you don't have a family um, backup. And for example. Um, most of the African, for example, the, in the African family or most families are very traditional, like go to work, go to university, find a job and straight away you're making money. So you don't see, um, sometimes you don't see a point of where, why do you do something that you're not making money? So when you, when they, when you tell them, oh, um, today I'm going to do, I'm going to talk in, in, in this event. Oh really? Are they going to pay you? No. Um, then why are you going to do it? You know, you know, you just finished uni. You need money. You need money. You need money. So in that sense, it's really it's really difficult to do something that you're very passionate about, and but then your family doesn't see it as important. You know, that is where is 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 another is another problem, and 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 but to balance it with everything else also. I think it's all down to you yourself. Like for me, I what about no hate speech? Eh, what I really did was I tried to I like it and I tried to make sure that my hobbies are in it. So if you put your hobbies inside your activism, it's so easy. It becomes a bit easy for you because then you're doing something that you love already. You know, so you love you love doing if. So for me, when I got into the no hate speech movement, the first thing um, I really wanted to, um, what I saw or when I was in was, it was more about young people being in, in the event, maybe 
do a small video and then they post it. And I wanted to bring a very different creative element into it. So I started introducing um, flash mob, dance, um, um, spoken word. And these are things that I enjoy already. So when I'm doing it, it, it always motivates me to go, I, I want to go again. Later I'm good, I'm doing what I love. And that is why it keeps me motivated. And also in to balance it with school and everything, it also, again, it depends on how you you transform it into it. For example, me, um, I, I, I am, I had, I designed, um, I am graphic designer and a web design. And in the uni, I was studying media production management. So one thing I also tried to do was bring my studies that or the stuff that I'm doing in, in uni to bring it into the no hate speech movement. So I decided, for example, when the group, we are going to do an event, I go straight up, okay, I'll design the, the poster for it. Oh, um, I will design this for it. So I'm still doing something that I love and also practicing my skills for uni, but at the same time doing activism. So it's super important to find, to really connect your hobbies and a bit of your studies to go into the, the activism. Because sometimes if you don't do that, you get to a point and it becomes a bit tiring for you. You know, you, you, you stop being creative and you stop, you know, oh, what else can I do? But when you involve all the things that you love into your activism, it becomes super, super easy. And um, but one thing on your question that you asked was, do you have to be being an act, like uh, having activism 100% all the time? Um, I will say no, because you have to, you, you have to be also be careful that you don't burn out, you know, because when it's super amazing when you are in it and you are going at it, but then you get to a point where you are so, it has taken so much of your energy, you're so tired that if you're not careful, you might lose interest in it and you might not want to go back. So it's, it's good that maybe sometimes when you feel like you're getting tired, just take a step back, you know, take a step back, stay home. Don't, don't even maybe look at it. You know, for example, the No Hate Speech movement, when it came into No Hate Speech Network, I'll say since 2000 and the end of 2000 or the beginning of 2019 and or um, February, March, I have been a bit back now because from the 2016 till then I have been in, 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 in. And now I am back. But when you are back, you, are, you need to make sure you take the break, relax. And then also you feel like, okay, I want to go back in. So I'm going back in. So I need to do a bit. It gives you more time to do research. gives you more time to, to prepare yourself to go in. So that when you go in, you're not like lost. Like, okay, where am I? But you're in, in back in, in the game again. So, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. And is there, can, just to follow on that, because for someone like Tala, a young person who's maybe entering into the world of activism, is there a, a pressure to compare yourself to others? Is that something that's out there that that's where people think they have to be doing it 100% because look at the such and such is doing it and am I not, am I not enough? Um, um, no, 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 you don't have to feel pressure, you know, because you you are doing it, you, you, have, to, you have to put it in your mind that, Activism, you're not doing it for to impress anybody, but you're doing it for you. And you're doing it because it's something that you're passionate about and it's something that you, you want to make a change. So you don't need to, you can feel inspired by somebody, 
but not feel the pressure that I need to be like this person. You know, um, that, that, is, that is something that you need to really, really have in yourself because everybody brings a different element or a different um, source to the, to, to, to the dish, you know, to the table. So if you, if you put this pressure on you, that, oh, this person brought, um, let's say this person brought um, tater chips. I need to bring another, no, 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 no. You need to say that I, I am coming in with my sauce and with my energy, something that makes you stand out, something that makes you, people know you or hear you, you know? And um, so it's super important that you don't, but you can be inspired. You know, you can be, I, I was super inspired by a lot of young people, the young people that I, so, I, I saw, even me being part of the noise, which movement got me to know the young voices, you know, and then seeing the young voices, some of the young voices, people, for example, Robert, you know, um, Robert it is, and I don't know if you know Robert, but this guy is, is super intelligent, you know, <laughs> so when I first met this guy, I was I was intimidated. I was like, oh my God, I need to know politics straight away. But then I realized that no, I am not Robert. You know, and Robert too was like Kelvin, oh my God, I can't do what you do. You know? So I was inspired by his his way of tackling issues and um his what he's talking about, but I chose my way that I can do it that people can also see, you know. So that, yeah, like that leads quite like very nicely, doesn't it? It's almost like because I wanted to ask you about teamwork and about yeah. how people in movements. Because for me, say, I mean, Dermot was my <coughs> about like the basic skills of activism, and then is like somebody I still go to all the time when when something maybe I need a bit of guiding guiding light on where where to go next because it can be tough, right? Activism yeah. it's not always a uh, so I guess I wanted to ask you about that that thing of, of teamwork, both amongst your peers and how do you kind of, and I think you've kind of already hit on it, that it's like you all bring your own sauce to it. You don't have to pretend and that's how you get this kind of authentic teamwork. But what yeah. do you think the role is for that kind of, do you think it's important that younger activists have somebody to go to uh, who maybe is a little bit older? I mean, and that could be in a book, it could be in a podcast or somebody they know in their youth project. Um, and you have uh, stories of that to share about like what impacted you and your development and who you kind of leaned on as you as you went uh, went through your activism. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say again, um, from what you said, teamwork is super important in in activism, especially in the in the hate speech um, or the the way that you go, the group is going, is super important because. Everybody, as I said, everybody brings their own their own flavor, and it makes you it, it makes the group stronger because you don't want one thing that for me I realized in my whole journey that I came is the young people that I met, for example, um, a friend called Emmanuel, who was also part of. Um, I met Emmanuel. Emmanuel is somebody that is really good at um, mobilizing, getting people together, you know, especially. So he's very good, and that's that is his specialty. And we have um, um, a girl in the group called Elena and Elena was, Elena and um, Godfrey, they were very good at um, visuals. So anything to do with film, editing and all that, they, they are good at it. 
And for me, my my role was to the, bring the creative side. I have the group, so what can I do with the group for us to get our message there? So it was a team effort for always to produce, to get something, our message out there. So teamwork is super, super important. For example, Robert was the kind of person that knew a lot of their legislations. And, and so, so when we're talking about the government stuff, we know that, okay, let's go to Robert. When you're talking about getting young people, let's go to this. And we're always together. And um, we also had a, a backup. We also had a very strong youth workers and mentors behind us that always encourages us. And always when we go and we're like, oh, and we want to do this, what do you think? Do you know what? Do it. You know, they put us in, they, they encourage us and they empower us in a way that we're like, okay, let's go. We want to do it. You know, which is, which makes it more fresh and more beautiful because the most important thing, the first thing when you go into the No, no His Speech movement, like Ireland being part of the ambassador group was they tell you that it's for young people and it's driven by young people. So whatever that you want to do in any way, they are just there as guidance and they are there to support. And then, so whatever that you want to do, you go for it. So it gives us, it, it really created this team for us that we were very passionate and, and um, to, to move forward to it. And um, to, to come to the, to the, if you can explain your next question again, because you, you said something else. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm wondering about, so, and it's kind of separate, but people always have an impact on us, right? Yeah. So, I mean, even uh, like I've said, seeing you guys and your activism and being kind of a part of it, although at the periphery uh, at some of those events impacted on me and it taught me something about myself. So I'm wondering, like, and I'm you've named some of them already, the people along the way that impacted on you. And maybe that's activism, activists that you've read about or listened yeah. to on podcasts, or maybe it's activists that you've met um, in real life. But how, what they taught you and, and did it change you kind of as a as a person and as an activist? Yes, yes. So, so basically, the, the, there's a lot of young people that I've also met along the way. Like, also another another young person I was, was super inspired by is um, Amina. Um, she, she, Amina, Aisha. So many young, young people um, that, and even, and even um, recently, um, another young person that I really had a, a strong is Keith. He's he's part of the um, the young voices group that is tackling against um, climate change. And um, I was with Keith and for, for, for three days, I was talking to the group and working about spoken word poetry. And I really love, I love listening to him on, on his goals and what his achievement and what he wants to do. You know, so for young people, I'm always inspired by everybody that I see that wants change. For the, for the youth workers and mentors. And for me, I, I appreciate them super much because it's their way of dealing with me and their patience and their and their words and their empowerment is what made me became the Kelvin that I am. Um, because for example, Dermot is one of them, Amal, um, Anne, um, Aista, um, Jean Marie, you know, and Valerie. There's two Valerie, so both of them. <laughs> um, like the list goes on, and then when you go into the creative side, you, you have um, Jenny McDonald, Jenny Webster, um, Tony Fagan, a, a lot of people that really know can see your potential, 
and then then they really really fool you to a point that for you to actually see it yourself and to to tackle so if you have these people around you is it creates an amazing team it creates an amazing team so for me i always say to young people and i always say to the people that i work with that and that really really appreciate the opportunities that the the leaders gives you and really respect and be be humble and listen you know because sometimes they might one way of mentoring is they might tell you something that you might not maybe like mm, i don't want i don't want you know i don't want but they see they they, they can see your direction like i i always say this this quote um this kind of like um improve it um that is in is in in africa that they said that as a person it, when somebody is doing lawn more if you're doing the lawn more you cannot see if you are cutting a, a very straight line behind you unless there's somebody behind you that can tell you that oh it's straight or not straight so the people that are behind you you really need to listen to them because they can see okay you're going on that on the right direction or no you are on this way so yeah this is what, this is where i get all my things from amazing um, I would, I'd like to zoom in on a particular project, Calvin, and it's something that, again, was very inspirational for us when we were looking at the what we wanted to do with Be Well, No Hate. And for us, what's important is to we don't need to invent how to do things because people have done that work. Um, and for me, the the Transforming Hate project was other level. Like, and And I'd love for you to just share a little bit about what was involved in that project and even like again i would say the impact of that concept transforming hate and what you're doing is you're shining a light on a on an uncomfortable area which is those uh, who perpetrate hate um or those who aren't there yet in terms of understanding and might be even passively part of of um perpetrating hate so i'd love to hear a little bit about what what, what that project was and how it was for you. And again, the impact on you um, that this project had. Okay. Um, this project itself is, for me, I always say that is the moment of when I go the woke moment. I, 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 like, active, I like activism and I like, um, I was a person, I humanitarian and I love everything everything but there was one aspect of me that was always challenging and the, that part comes with the with the word religion um it was that part of me that i was really struggling with even um and i was struggling with, with it because the transforming hate speech project was in lebanon and um lebanon when i was going i had when i Anne told me and Anne said kelvin you'll be amazing person to be part of this project i was super excited but also nervous and a bit of i had a bit of fear because when i told my friends my family some of the some of the response was like whoa you're going to a country where it's beside um, syria um, Palestine, there's a war area. Also, ISIS is there. Also, you're a Christian. It's a most, uh, it has a lot of Muslim um, country area. So for me, it, it put a lot of fear inside me. And I was also terrified on the fact that 
on the fact that I'm like, okay, I had that mindset of, okay, I'm going to an area. Of, I had, I always said that I, I am, I am, I love everybody, you know, but my religion always says to me that be, don't, don't be around the people like Christians and Muslims, that whole kind of like concept, the division, it was something that I was really, they said, love everybody, but don't mix yourself, you know? So for me going in there, I had this challenge, but when I went in there, I really, it really, I really transformed. I transformed based on the fact that I really connected with people that I was I, so in society, I was supposed to be scared of. And I really shared, we had a lot of similarities and a bond that I never had before. And that the woke moment was when I found love. Like we talk about love, but I really identified the meaning of love. You know, like not 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 like romantical love, but the um the unconditional love, you know, the love that you love somebody so much that you don't care where they come from or you love them as a person. And that's what I for me, that was one that was my biggest transformation, you know, from that because it's transforming hate and in my environment that I was in before I went, it had a bit of prejudice and hate I, I towards the area that I was going. So for me to go there, it really, that was my transformation, biggest transformation. And when I discovered that it gave me the chance and opportunity to be able to be free and be able to express myself. And we were also again using art, you know, um, using stories, like listening to personal stories. And uh, sometimes we're super emotional um to to listen to how people are even fleeing from war you you get to you get to put yourself like i'm a migrant and my i uh, my story on how i go to to europe and ireland is you get to see that it's totally different from how other people get in there and maybe you sometimes put yourself wow okay maybe i was lucky and I, I feel a little, I feel privileged, maybe the way I got mine, because some people are just missing, you know, their way of escaping is by missing a bullet from, you know, dodging a bullet. And, and it makes you really, really see how precious life is and how precious to, to really help. And another, another, another thing that I really found in this project was, was that everybody that was in there was super positive and really wanting to use to transform hate because one of the stories is sometimes some people you become so bitter because we had it was not just we were the irish group and the group itself was very diverse we didn't have it, it was in lebanon but we didn't have it was only one lebanese but in the the, the group that was in lebanon had um, palestinians had syrians you know and then for irish group we had like the we had Africans, we have Irish, you know, it was all mixed. And to to the one of some of the stories that came up with, especially the ones coming from walls, say that some young people have this bitterness in them that they want to, you know, in a way retaliate could retaliate as a revenge that oh, I want to do the same thing. But how every young person there's mind was like using the arts to show a different way of um, action and tackling an issue. 
And um, one of the things we ended up doing was creating a, an amazing documentary that is, is in um, is in the National Youth of Violence um, page, and you can on YouTube and you can watch that documentary. You can see hear every young person who's in there their story, and creating them um, a song together. We create the song together, and it was super. Those that was dancing, um, those that was playing the drums, I was saying spoken word always. Um, Nengi, Nengi, I don't know if you all know Nengi. Nengi was singing. Um, it was incredible. And we have people that only focus on photography. Um, I met, um, that was why the first time I met Megan. And I, I really love this girl. Oh my God. Um, her passion for, for change, her passion. To, to like in the beginning, Megan was very quiet, you know, because the culture shock. But then two, three days, Megan, I said, you could be a politician. You when when you become the next T-shirt, <laughs> I want to run out beside you, you know. So it, every young person that was there was super transformed. And again, for me, it has stayed with me since then because I wrote a spoken word piece because when I when I went. Um, that's where also I met my ex and then I went back again. They gave me the call to go back again to Lebanon and I was there for three, three weeks. And that was when I, uh, my mission was to go into the, the camps, the, the, uh, to work with young people. So I was working one week, but in two different camps, no, two weeks actually in two different camps, one for football, one for teaching young people dance because a place where I feared became a place where now I love and I want to go. You know, and it made me write a spoken word piece called Shetila Camp. Um, that was the the camp that I am I am I went there to teach some of the the dance group of the um, um, of the refugee young people. And it's on YouTube. You can that one is really talking about the impact they had on me personally. So this is the kind of like uh, the project is so special for me in my heart. And as I said, it now transformed me into a way that I don't I see religion. Um, not the way that I see it before. No, I don't let religion um, push me anymore down. Um, so this is this is this is what I I would say without further. I can talk about it for ages, right? I can imagine. <laughs> and what I would say as well is that it, the project not only produced change within the participants, it produced books, it produced resources mm -hmm. for other youth workers or other people yeah. in the field um, to work off. Um, and it's something that strikes me as well, Kelvin, how important it is that everyone's not the same. So you can be in a group together working on something that you have a collective interest in or passion about, but you don't have to be all the same. Yeah. That be, that's yeah. your experience for. Yes, yes, yes. Because, because in the, the, not all, if all of us were the same, we won't be able to get the same, we, won't be, we wouldn't have reached or had the impact or the energy or the connection that we had in that project. Um, one of the, I think when we're filling the forms, one of the things that they said was, um, would you, would you, if you're to do this project, what would you do differently? And for me, I said, and because of this project, I always say, I won't change nothing. I won't do nothing differently because if I, if I change, me not changing nothing if because if I change something, I won't have the impact or the thing the way that I got. So it's is and it's because everybody was different, you know, everybody had the different stories, everybody had the different um creative ways, um method that to 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 bring to the project. And again, as I said, 
you bringing your own sauce to to the dish makes the dish more tastier. But if, the, if it's the same, it's not going to be tasty the way that you want to to have. Cool. And, uh, can I ask one just a quick, a quick off-script question? This <laughs> yeah. what I hear from that as well is that I think it's so powerful that you shared your own fears about where you were going and not hate but but maybe a a preconceived idea about something that ended up completely changing and i think that's so important because if we're going to do an anti-hate movement it doesn't mean that we're all perfectly lo loving 100 compassionate transcend all anger and bias it means that the work is within us to transform our own but also to have hope that we can transform it in others and so people aren't goners if they have maybe a prejudice or they have a hate even that there's something in there that we can reach into and transform uh would that does that ring true for you yes 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 it is basically it, the thing is you the, when you are part of an activist or as i said you don't put it in your mind you put it in your mind that you want to make a change but don't for me, I always, I always say I don't go in saying that I want to change, um, train people or tell you this is the right way. You know, you, you, you go in and say, this is the change that I want to make. And because of the energy you're giving and the, the way you're going, people will automatically, will, um, it's like a magnet. They will attract to you, you know, so that is where the change happens. But if you go in and say, "Oh, I want to show you that this is the this is the way that you should go. This is the right way. This is the this is the date." You are not even you are not transforming yourself, but you are just becoming like, um, "Okay, I am the leader. Listen to me," or boss. But you actually going in, going to say, "I want to have an experience with this way, this direction I want to go." Is it's very challenging to be an activist because you also have your own cultural. Or, or your own cultural kind of like backgrounds that maybe you might get to a point where it will clash with what you're going for, you know? And you don't know, oh my God, how to deal with it, how to do this, how to do this. And one of the most uh, difficult one, and for me, I don't know, I still think of it, I don't know if I, I did the right way or I chose the right way, was when Ireland was, um, was when the referendum for, for same-sex marriage, you know, I, I am a Sunday school teacher and um, my religion tells me totally different. And I'm also an activist. And uh, my activism is I accept everybody for, for who they are. So it clashed. And that moment I was I was so terrified and I was like, OK, what should I? OK, the best thing I'm not going I'm going to do is don't say nothing because I didn't want my church, because as a Sunday school teacher, I go there to the church every Sunday talking about God and the kids know the Bible. The kids talk to their parents, you know? And my, my activism, I'm always like, come on, let's include everybody, inclusion, you know? And so that moment, it really clashed. And I, I decided, I remember um, a, friend, a friend asked me and I said that I don't, I'm not gonna vote. And the person said, you are a hypocrite, you are this, you that, you that. I got this hate online towards me because I said, I, I didn't know where to go. You know, so it being an activist, there are some moments where you will have these um, clash. And it's, it's also that moment you have to put in yourself, that, okay, 
now I am in a learning process now. You know, I am in a learning process. How, first of all, how am I going to deal with this? Who should I talk to? How should I do this? So you need to then put it on the table and say, you, I am no more on that very short period. You're no more an activist anymore. You're, you are like the people that need, you want to learn. You know, so it is, 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 um, as I said, everybody have, you have your culture and you have that. And sometimes it's challenging and sometimes it's so, um, I hope, I hope I answered your question. You did, you did. <laughs> you know? And you threw that gauntlet as well, I think, for us to, as the team that we talked about earlier, to hold space for one another, to have those those tussles as well, because that's what makes us human, right? Yes, yes, yes. You know, and there's something we are that, really perfect. You yeah. know, we are all learning too, so. And it's a, like, if if the, if you have, I mean, we, all, we talk about the beginner's mind. Uh, I certainly appreciate that as a concept because it reminds me that there are times when I am a beginner and that there should always be times when I'm a beginner. And if I'm open yeah. to learning, then yeah. I will learn. If I think I don't need to learn anymore because I can look at my credentials and my achievements and think, no, I am, I am a sage. I, am, I have all the wisdom. Yeah. Then, then I, I need to quit. You know? Yeah. And there's something else I was going to ask Alvin about, <clears throat> you know, the whole world of emotions took us 50 minutes to get here <laughs> but you know like there's like again when i and i don't want to put like uh tala on the spot but for young people because well she's young we're not like yeah. you're youngish <laughs> um, are you under 30 i've been a whole year left yeah <laughs> Okay, youngsters. Um, but, you know, the, I think it's fair to say, like, so I would say, Kelvin, and even speaking to, like, you guys as young people, um, you have to imagine the world as, as you want it to be, and you have to find, you know, make decisions about how, how can you contribute to how the world should be, and yet you also see what's harming the world at the moment. Um, and is it, like, how do you then manage the... Sometimes I, I wonder, are activists allowed to be happy? You know, do you have to be gloomy all the time? Do you have to be angry all the time? Do you have to, you know, like, can you go out and have drinks and have crack and not be, uh, and, and at the same time, you must manage the tough times. And, and, you know, some people experience those tough times more acutely than others do. And especially, you know, for myself and Grace, we are, we are white Irish, so we, we don't, have to experience the international pain of what might happen in any country where there are people of color you share all that pain yourselves in one way or another to a high degree or a low degree but you relate to it um so how, how like is do you have to be is it a roller coaster um but how important is it to, to be able to to give yourself permission to feel all the feels and put to include the positive stuff in there Oh, it's, 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 it's a nice question. Um, for me, I count myself as a very, I, I always want to be positive um, because it's difficult, especially when it comes to people of color, most, in most topics and in most, um, in being an activist towards certain things. For example, when you're talking about migration, you fit in there. When you're talking about racism, you fit in there. When it, there's a lot of, when, there's a lot of issues 
that are in, in the world that we fit you fit in and you are you are a victim of you know so so sometimes it's really difficult to to fight for something or to talk about something all the time that you feel like nobody's listening and and in in that in that sense sometimes you could you could fall easily fall into the 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 trap of like okay i, I give up i i, I don't want to i don't want to do this anymore because my words are not going nowhere and it's always the same but why i try to be positive and i always want to be positive is is that the moment that for me i feel like the moment you you say oh my god you start thinking a little bit of negativity you are trapping yourself from the change that you want to make you know so so um it's good to that's why i said in the beginning it's good to take a time off and really process yourself and think about yourself and find different and say okay this is how i was doing it before and people were not listening i still want the change and i still believe that the change i could do it so let me find a different angle in a different way where are the loopholes who who did i connect to the first time that maybe i did not get i was not able it got me here but i did not get to where i want and who are the next people i need to now target or which way should i present myself you know that moment is really really important because you get a time the time to really think and evaluate yourself and refresh yourself and then when you are coming out you come out with positivity because every i believe that every leader and every young person that wants change always think positive no matter what for me the people that i inspired to always think positive um had a positive hope in in um for example um nelson mandela had 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 a positive aspect on the apartheid even though he went to the prison he came back knowing that he could make a positive change same with uh, martin luther king he did, he did exactly the same thing even though they went through a difficult time so you always have put in yourself that the people that i'm inspired to they were able to reach or make a change but they also went through a difficult so you you always going into being an activist and being always have that in your mind that i am going to face difficulties and i am going to have um a moment of where i feel like i'm in a, i'm in a room full of walls and it's not breaking but you always put in your mind that even though i might not the walls are hard to break you know man i will find maybe a shovel that i can use it to break through you know always have that kind of like in mind because the people that are with you the people that are with you are the ones the people that are they are connecting with you are they are expecting you your positivity so when you when when they see you as a leader and they see you low energy and you negative they're going to it's going to be a ripple effect it's going to go out um, with you and it's going to affect all of them too and the hard work that maybe you did go down a big example i'll say about my life and personally was in in 2018 um 2018 february 2018 um i had a very difficult moment in my life where my my this my second mother passed away the one that took care of me when i was in africa and when my parents were here um and also i had like my ex i had a, a break up with my ex 
uh, unexpectedly also. And it was, it was something. And then also around that same time, which um, in the, I was coming from, when I said I was in November, 2017, the, the youth summit, after the youth summit, um, I had a flight, I was going on a youth exchange in, in, in Georgia and we had to stop in Germany. And in Germany, they suspected me as, as a terrorist, you know? So because of Lebanon that I went. So all of these events all came together, boom, in February on me. And I felt like why, one, I was like, God, why is that everything that I love, like for example, activism, um, is being taken, it's, like it's being taken, people are seeing me as this. Um, the people that I love, everything was like, down and that moment i was i was in the moment of giving up but then i had a friend one of the friends in the lebanon project and one of the friends in, in elena who's also part of the um hate speech were the people that really had a strong impact in me for example the one in lebanon said to me kelvin um if you are low like this we need you the world needs you and there are people waiting for you to hear you so if you if you don't if you are in this element because there's a whole lot of my mental health is crazy so the negativity things that you're thinking if you focus on that nobody the people that are waiting for you are not going to hear you and their words and because of projects that i've been in and their connection and it's, the two of them really empowered me and then i got through that i went there to come out of that the the next project that I went to was in Italy. It was about a training course about hate speech. And that really empowered me again. And I was able to find my positivity again because at that very moment it was super difficult, but they reminded me on what I want to achieve. And, and that is why you should always also put in as a young person coming into this journey, know that there are moments where you're going to have your difficult moment and you might feel you want to, everything is caved in on you and you want to give up and you're not making an impact or, but always remember that this is just the the storm. And after every storm, there is always um, a rainbow and you are going to make it. And it's, once you see that light, is the most amazing thing that is going to happen. Because for me, if I gave up back in 2018, I won't be, and I still say it now, I won't be a, um, say that, oh, um, be part of a, be a youth delegate for, for Ireland, you know, represent Ireland as a youth delegate in the European Youth Conference. I is one of the most highlights of my life. And it's still, uh, it, it's something I talk about it all the time, you know, so always remember that once I was able to go over that storm, the next journeys that came up was just a lift, a lift, a lift, a lift, so. And, and from, like in my view, <clears throat> it would have been understandable if you came out of that experience in Germany where you were <clears throat> racially profiled and accused um, of, of being involved in terrorism. You could have come out of that angry and you could have allowed hate into your heart. Yeah. Um, and for you to, again, to, to move beyond that and still believe and commit to the positive work of your activism... Is, and to share that story when it was right for you to do so with, with young people, you, you are uh, so important to us, um, I think, in that regard. And I don't know, like, for, for to try the, the, 
how do you like Tala as someone who's new now in the world like and uh, of activism and you know it's it's sometimes for young people I think it can be hard for them to find the in you know where is the where's the invitation um and what's it like for you Tala putting you on the spot now <laughs> um, I think I think what Calvin said about the pos being positive thing that's the main thing because I always think like if I was like talk like when all the Black Lives Matter thing was going on when I was talking to my friends like there was other people talking about it as well but they some people who talk who spoke negatively about it were like not really listened to but when I was speaking trying to be as positive as I can about it I knew people were listening to me because then they'd be asking me more questions. So I think with all this, it's the main thing is like what Kelvin said, just like for me trying to be positive, just going with the flow of it basically, you know, trying not to, you know, say something that I'm not really too sure about, but just, you know, if someone asks, being as honest as I can, like we were talking about earlier, and then just trying to be as positive about it, even though like you were saying earlier, it is really emotional to talk about, but it's so important to still try and be positive like even though it's sad and you know it can get you down and when you think about things that could be happening and everything it's still just so important that when you're talking to other people about it if you're positive about it then that then people can look at you being like wow like you know you can be so positive when something so crazy is happening in the world you know so that makes people look at you different then so yeah, I think it's for me, it's just with all the starting the activism and everything, it's just being positive, going with the flow of what's going on. And yeah. And I think it's like, it, it, I think some people would probably find that a kind of a, yeah, it's a, it's a good reminder that change comes from positivity. It doesn't mm -hmm. come from hate. And if it does, it just makes things harder. And it increases the struggle. So you know, there there isn't a greater example than Nelson Mandela, who had the the greatest reason of all to to walk out of prison with hate in his heart, mm -hmm. but he chose not to. And he cultivated the positivity over time while he was suffering, and mm -hmm. um, so that he could come out and be the leader that that people needed him to be. And even though there's pressure with that, mm -hmm. I think it's a it's a it's huge for people to say if I want to be an activist and I want to lead, then I've got to commit to finding positive examples or pursuing positive change rather than punishing. And I think, again, for us in to think about transforming hate is to not just punish and exclude and try and harm those who hate, but to try and transform them. Um, and I, unless Grace has any uh, another question or Tala, I'm going to give the last word to you, Kelvin. No, last word to you, Calvin. <laughs> and you know, for us again, just our gratitude is very, very deep for for giving us your time today. Um, and there's there's, there's there's so much to take from it, and so much learning again for us, and reminders. And to you know, to, I certainly appreciate the connection that I've uh, had with you over time, and will have uh, going forward. So, thanks for your time, and we'll give you the last word. Last thank message. You so <laughs> thank you so much again for having me and to to have this um, conversation. It is not an interview; it was it was a conversation, and um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it really, really much. Um, I just want to say that um, as the work that you're doing, like Dermot, I have I've worked with you for for a lot of times, 
and um, I am always inspired, inspired by you, um, your work uh, as a youth worker. And um, one of one of the things I always say to 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 people about how I want to be a youth worker was was your journey, how you became a youth worker. Is how I, I want to I wanted to follow. And um, for me, I think that the the energy you give to young people is 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 something that it's. It fuels them. It, it fuels us. Um, it, get, it drives us to keep going. Um, for us to have people like you and the people in the National Youth Council of Ireland, and and also Grace, I've seen you um, being part of the Youth Summit and the work that you guys do is what gives us the courage to keep on going and the, and the empowerment. So I'm very, very happy. Um, I'm very happy that you do know his speech um, in, in Bray. Um, I, I am here whenever you need you need me. Um, I think um, you have um, Tola. I think you are, you will be an amazing youth leader. You told me the journey that you want to go based on on your positivity from what you're talking about and the questions that you're asking and even being being in the presence for us to have these discussions shows that is something that is driving you and you want a, a positive change. Um, is as as a, for me, I never allowed my ethnicity or my race or where I come from to hinder me, and which sometimes it could be it could be difficult and from the words that you hear from people. But for for you being here and being uh, whatever everywhere you represent, don't make it um, hinder you. Um, keep on going and um, always focus on the on the positive light. Um, Thank you so much, um, and I'm here again whenever you need me um, to 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 give an input or to to dance or to do to teach or a spoken word or whatever. Um, let me know, and um, I will be gladly to be part and 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 help in this process. Thank you so much once again. <laughs> Tons, trouble signs, these are the